You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. If you're listening to me, then I know you listen to other podcasts. Don't worry, I'm not mad that you're cheating. In fact, I'd cheat on me too. But I figured I'd take the time to tell you about one of my new favorite podcasts, and that's The Rancher. Austin over at The Rancher has a passion for history and an ear for a great story. And trust me when I say this, he's a heck of a lot more eloquent with his talking than I am. From rodeo to tales of the Old West, The Rancher brings Western traditions to a whole new generation of listeners. You can find The Rancher wherever you get podcasts today. One of my most beloved sponsors has got to be Audible. I had an Audible account long before I thought about ever getting into podcasting. And Audible has an awesome gift for all of my listeners. And if you head over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on them and me. All you have to do is sign up for a free trial. And if you decide that Audible's not for you, and within 30 days, you can cancel. No harm, no file, you spend no money, and you get to keep that free audiobook. Audible has hundreds of thousands of books in their catalog read by world-renowned narrators. From New York Times bestsellers to the classics, they're all on Audible. So again, head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash jryan and pick up your free audiobook today. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. I am always your humble host, Jay Ryan Chastain. So today's episode is going to be something a little different. I am live currently, currently on TikTok, taking those live TikTok questions, and we are going to turn those into a show. So if you guys want to get your questions lined up, get them coming in, I will answer them. Mo is already in the room, and I'm sure she is just seething to ask something. She's giving me those 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 looky eyes like who me? I I figured someone was gonna ask me that question and I was gonna be really sad when I answer it and say, um, not at all because I have not practiced it at all. Mo just asked me how my dressage journey was coming. Um, you actually have to start something for it to be a journey. Um, yeah, I, I'm not on that journey yet. Not not on that journey at all yet. Yeah, for those that don't know, um, I've decided to dabble um, in just a little bit of uh, Western dressage, uh, you know, just to become a, uh, a better horseman. And I'm getting ready to, to take my first dressage test, and I have not had an opportunity to, to actually practice my dressage test. So... Um, yeah, there's there's that. Yeah. We've we've been at this five minutes and somebody's already booting a troll. I mean, it, it's it's fun. It, it it's fun. I'm telling you, it's great. 
So, yeah, I figured this would be a good idea, you know, get TikTok Live going, be recording the show at the same time, and, um, yeah, take the questions, deal with the trolls. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll all, it'll all, uh, it'll all work itself out in the end, right? Over here, adding moderators left and right. <laughs> I forgot Miss, Miss Hannah here. Uh, our Pasofino queen was not one, so now she is, so, um, regardless. So, everybody out there that's just coming in, for my listening audience, they've already heard this, but if you've got your horse questions, this is a Q&A. I am recording the podcast at the same time. Ask me your questions in the chat, and I can answer them on the show, and guess what? Next week, you get to listen and um, hear yourself all over again. So, Yvonne asks if I got to do anything... Uh, with the, uh, the Zippo lineage. So, actually, on the show, I was supposed to get in contact with the son of the original owners of Zippo Pine Bar. And, uh, I'm still trying to get a hold of the gentleman. My understanding is he's older. Um, so I keep leaving him messages. Uh, apparently he's willing to do it. Um, it's, it's just, it's just trying to get, you know, uh, on the same page. We are, we're working, we're working on it. Um, Miss uh, Elizabeth Cummings was was able to hook me up with the family there, um, as she knows them pretty well, and I figured that would be a heck of a treat to have somebody on who actually got to see and work with that horse um, in its prime. So hopefully that'll be coming up soon um, to be able to do something um, with with Zip. And what and what I'd really like to do too is turn that not only into a podcast episode with him, but be able to break that down into segments and put that on YouTube and on TikTok. Um, I think a lot of people would really enjoy the uh, um, that sort of content, uh, especially when it's coming from someone who was there, um, you know, firsthand stuff. Yeah, you're not. You're not. Uh, yeah, Gravity says that she used to ride some, uh, Zippo horses. Yeah, it is, um, you're not going to find too many people that's going to have anything really negative to say about that line. Uh, and, but again, it really depends on what you're doing. You know, you're not going to ask those, you know, those horses to do anything, um, anything crazy. You know, you can't take them out and turn them into meter 60 jumpers. I, I, I don't know, maybe. Um, but, you know, within their realm... They're, they're kings. In fact, Elizabeth just showed up here in the chat. So, yeah, if you can you can help me get that ball rolling. I don't want to put too much pressure on somebody. I don't want to make it seem like I'm needy. Um, but I, I am starving uh, to, to get a first-hand account of, of someone who worked with Zip. I mean, that would be, uh, that would be amazing. I think um, my listeners and my viewers uh, would love it. I know I would personally love it. So, and just the stories, you know, around the barn, everyday interaction that most of us don't get to see, the behind-the-scenes stuff with these show ponies. So, yeah, that 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 would be awesome. You you know, yeah, you know, you're doing good in life when uh, Flo Smorgunner shows up, and 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 gets fangirly, even though she knows me in real life. I'm not saying you're fangirly, by the way. See, when, when Flo makes comments like that, it makes everything worthwhile when when Flo says she loves what I do and she's here for it. Don't don't make me blush. Don't make me blush. 
Mini Horse Mom, hello from Denmark. Well, hello from South Carolina. You are live. Now, thousands of people are going to be able to hear your name. Uh, what's my favorite rope horse breed? Ooh, um, man, let me see. That was from Austin B. Um, what is my favorite rope horse breed? Um, some of the Seminole horses I like. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, let's just be honest, when we're, I mean, I know that's a line of water horse, but still, um, if it's a breed we're talking, and we just want breed, I am going American quarter horse, hands down, and, you know, Seminole, um, you know, any of your, you know, poco horses are good. Uh, let me see here. Let's go back to, want to talk about breeding history, in, want to talk about the breeding industry. Yeah, we might get into that here in a minute, Flo. Um, hello from Florida. Don't forget, open invite to come ride with Howie. Um, okay, I'll take that into consideration. Let me see. What do I feed my horses? Um, I feed my horses um, the best that uh, I can within not making me poor. Uh, so, no, I, I feed my horses are in their light performance, uh, mainly maintenance, and uh, they're on safe choice. So, and then mine get, mine usually get free choice hay. Flows about that life. I know flows about that life. Uh, what's my favorite and least favorite colors? So, uh, I'm pretty generic. Uh, I'm I'm very, very generic with my 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 uh, favorite colors. Um, Bays and reds are by far my favorite colors. Um, and my least favorite colors are. Uh, and y'all do not shoot me here. But uh blanketed Appaloosas. That that blanketed yeah, that spotted butt is not my thing. Um sorry. Um have a fantastic day from the UK by bittersweet serenity. Have a fantastic evening from here in the South Carolina. You're in the South Carolina like it's something. Um, see, am I worried about the horse industry or the prices of everything going up? Um, yes and no. So, uh, you know, for my younger listeners and viewers here, um, I, I ran a business in the, uh, early 2000s and I remember what recession looks like and, um, we are headed there. I, I'm, I'm not here to give you my geopolitical uh speech or anything um, but i remember vividly um the inflation and then the pop um so yeah i you know and i don't know what's going to come after the fact um you know in the heartland where the majority of our grains are are grown they're either dried completely out or they're underwater so if you think it's high now, give it a year. 
it's gonna get it's gonna get worse. I I, I promise. Adrian says he likes Clydesdales because they pull his favorite horse or his favorite beer. Okay, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Um, let me see. Do I do my own farrier work or not? Uh, by Mini Horse Mom. So, no, I have a farrier. I have a wonderful farrier. Um, we have a good working relationship, and he is one of my, uh, one of my closest friends, too. So, no, um, you know, he's offered to teach me, you know, so I can touch up in between so he doesn't have to come as often. Instead of, you know, I can every couple of weeks throw a, throw a rasp uh on my horses so he doesn't have to come in such frequent intervals um but i uh i, I you know it's just easier for me because we work out everything on trade i haven't paid my farrier in probably three years money and because we're always owing each other some sort of favor yeah Bo says there's nothing better than trading and bartering um in the service industry and that's 100 percent right it is always great when you can uh, train barter because when times get lean or, or something happens, um, you've always got a kind of an ace in the hole there, something you can always pull out. So, you know, I have a service that I provide, and he has a service that he provides. And if they're both services that either of us need, um, then it's a good way. I, I don't have to pay for farrier. And uh, he doesn't have to pay for the the projects. Like I'm I'm building dog kennels for him currently, you know. So, yeah. I mean, we're always working. We're always working out stuff. So, you know, it it uh, it is is what it is. And uh, if you've got that luxury, great. If if you don't, you know, then obviously you're gonna have to, to pay for someone's services. But I'm very fortunate that no, I don't usually have to pay for those types of services because I I in turn offer a service in the industry that is uh desirable so usually somebody always needs something on their horse trailer welded or they need a gate fixed or they need some fence put up and i'm the guy gravity wants to know why palomino is not in my favorite breeds um so i owned a palomino and i called her the world's ugliest palomino because quite frankly she was um, I love that horse. He was a great horse. Uh, push button did everything you'd ever want to do. Beautiful flying lead changes. Uh, great pole bending horse. I ended up selling her to uh, a young lady that needed her a whole lot more than I did. And I knew she was going to take really good care of, of that mare. Um, you know, pallies are like any other light colored horse. Uh, they require slightly more grooming to look decent. Not only that, but, um, you know... Unless you keep a pally blanketed during turnout, it's just going to fade out, and it's just going to be frosty, and it's going to look dull. And, yeah, pallies, pallies in turnout look good, you know, in, in early spring, and then they just kind of look like crap. So, yeah, I'm you know, they're not... Nothing against pallies or anything. It's just a color. If it's a really good horse, I'd take, a, I'd take anything if it's a really good horse. Um... But no, Palominos are not really at the top of my list. Um, give me just an, an old red or an old bay, you know, something sorrel, chestnut, uh, or a bay, um, a blue, you know. Um, you know, I, I, have a, I have a gray coming in August. I've never owned a gray. And uh, so I'm not looking forward to the, the grooming that's about to take place to keep this pony, uh, because it is a pony. Um, looking good for my daughter, so, 
yeah anybody anybody got any tips for them uh for them white horses um holla at you boy because he's he's gonna he's gonna need them um fly sheets work wonders yeah but i'm in the southeast and it's already hot enough plus with our relative humidity yeah i'm just not i'm not doing that i mean everybody you do you i'm not it's just it's just way too hot get yourself some good stain remover baby powder so quick everybody's saying quicksilver quicksilver works okay uh corn starch before brushing i need i need i need y'all need to send me some uh y'all need to send me a uh, some de put this in my it's kind of purple shampoo okay i have to raid my daughter's shampoo for this for this gray pony i mean it's her it's her pony so you know she can give up some of her fancy shampoo she, she, she probably won't mind Gravity says that Quicksilver is a purple shampoo. Okay. Alright. Might have to might have to invest in that. So yeah, it's a cute uh cute little Welsh thing. Um dull, deadheaded, perfect kid's horse. So it was a pony club horse, I think. And so, <clears throat> so actually and I have to wait till August because the horse is currently at a, at a pony camp in North Carolina doing pony camp things and then they won't be done with the horse until august and then when it comes home it comes to me Ooh, the rancher network just come in uh rancher network is one of our sponsors today uh austin does an amazing job over there i'm sure you've already heard that ad on this episode um Definitely go check out if you love Western history or just industry stuff as a whole. Um, you, you're not going to find a better show. Um, also check him out on TikTok at The Rancher Network. Also on YouTube. Not be disappointed. You know, the, the, funny, the, funny, thing, the funny thing about The Rancher Network is that uh, they help solidify the whole horse daddy thing. You know, it started as a running joke, and then it ended up running as an ad on uh, on his show. Uh, so now I get uh, I get DMs constantly, just go, "Hey, horse daddy, I've got a question." I'm like, "Oh, good gracious!" Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mo has got Mo has got one of the uh, laser cut uh, horse daddy stickers on a tumbler. And she says she gets questions about it all the time. I get questions about my ivermectin cup. I've got it up on the shelf over here. Uh, people love it. It's just it 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 looks like a giant ivermectin tube. Oh, that's right. You have one of the uh, horse daddy tank tops too. I love those. I like the look of those. When I was trying to come up with something more feminine than just t-shirts, I saw those tanks uh, that the uh, the company that handles my merch. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, definitely one I loved. I got to pick the colors and, um, yeah. So, oh, you've got, that's right. You have the, the, the brand on the tank. Okay. So, oh, and Beth comes in. Look at Beth. That's my hero, by the way. So Beth is in Nebraska and Beth went on a little road trip through Wyoming, um, 
going to Yellowstone, all that stuff, uh, doing, you know, my, my Western dream trip here. And then she is gathering along the way, gathering things to make me a care package to send to me. You know, things like ranch waters, because we don't get ranch waters here. You know, she stopped at um, the Chris Ledoux uh, store in Wyoming and apparently got me something. So, Beth, if nobody else has told you today, you are the real MVP. You are the real MVP. So, yeah, just, just so you know. Ooh, so Gravity wants to just go, like, straight in for the jugular here and go favorite saddle brand. Um, <clears throat> so, here is something about me. Um, I love the, the, the best boat kind of boutique saddles. Um, I think they're neat. I think they're cool. And I can't afford them. Um, and if you can, that's, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, but for, for me... Um, one of my favorite, because of the, the industry that I am in, I, uh, I like the pro rider saddles out of Alabama. Um, it's still a small family run business. They're not super expensive saddles. They're around a thousand dollars and they make a great barrel saddle. Um, it's a lot of saddle for the money. So it's still a handmade saddle. And then, you know, it's here, a company in the Southeast. They used to be MBHA sponsors. Um, I don't think they are anymore. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Cactus Saddlery is um, our current saddle sponsor. So shout out to Cactus Saddlery if they are, in fact, our sponsor. Um, you know, uh, I've rode in Circle Wise. I've rode in Pro Riders. I've rode in Billy Cooks. I've rode, I've probably rode in everything, everything from cheap Abettas. I mean, Dakotas. Um, but one of my favorite, through the years, one of my favorite saddle brands, and uh, this is going to blow a lot of people's minds here, because they just held up. The old ones did. I, I can't say anything for the new ones, because um, I think they've just been bought out, and they're just made wherever now. But one of my favorite old-school saddle brands is, uh, I always called it, it was always the flea market saddle special, and you could just buff that thing up. And that was a company called Simcoe. Years ago, there was a company called Simcoe. And they just made, they weren't fancy. They were never going to wow you with anything. They just made a damn good saddle. It was just a tough saddle that you could ride in for 40 years and then give it to your kid. Um, I understand that that company's now been bought out. Um, and it's no longer, you know, obviously probably like it used to be. But but yeah, I I'm a I am a I, you know when I run across old Simcos I, I I grab them you know even um even if I just use it for like a trail saddle or something you know I, I'll just I'll just keep it or um in fact the saddle that I use mostly on greenies and stuff is is an old Simco um, it's been beat to crap but um so yeah. If you find them old Simcoe's on eBay or at a swap meet or something like that, man, just grab that thing. Seriously, you're not going to wow or impress your friends with it, but the, if the damn thing is still in decent shape, it's going to hold up. Ooh, and Alicia comes straight up with the favorite trail saddles. Um, are, are we just talking? Are we just talking comfort for the hiney here. Um, so like. <laughs> Uh, so let's just let's just get this out there. Um, I'm a hooligan on the trail. Um, 
you know, riding trails with me and my friends are not for the faint of heart. I'll just throw that out there right now. Give me something synthetic. Give me give me something synthetic uh, that has one of those gel pad seats, and uh, I'll, I'll have fun all day long for just trail riding. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed because we're going to end up in water. We're going to end up in mud, and we're going to end up doing stupid things. I, I promise you. Am I related to Maggie or Jenny Chastain? Um, probably because uh, all Chastains descend from from one guy uh, named Pierre Chastain came here in uh, 1689 or 1690 so yeah Miss Laura Brunel Fox Hollow Mustangs herself said it sounds like I need to get out there and uh, and trail ride with her um, yeah um, if you're into shenanigans then we'll have fun so K-Bucks says first time seeing you do I make saddles no I do not listen I had a hard time as a kid finishing model airplanes um, you don't want me making a saddle. I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and lay that out there right now. Um, I have a hard time keeping up um, making my leather still look good, let alone building a saddle. Yeah, you, you, don't, you do not want me anywhere near building a saddle unless you just want your horse sore. Let me see. What kind of horses do I have? So I have a little uh, Pinto Half Morgan. She is semi-retired from everything except for trail riding. Um, I, I absolutely, absolutely adore her. She's a good little lesson horse. Quirky, she was a commercial trail horse, so the only thing she knew was, uh, put her nose in the horse's butt behind her and follow and ignore everything anyone was doing on top of her. So she is so, uh, she's not soft at all. She's, she's been yanked around by, you know... People that had never rode a horse in their life. Uh, her she's her mouth is so numb uh, to about anything you put in there. So, you know, outside of that, love her. Um, and then we show a Quorab, uh, French Anglo Arab, and um, and and stock horse. Um, so she's got a lot of quarter horse in her, um, but good French Anglo Arab lines in her too. So I absolutely love her. Uh, super quick here in the southeast, it gets hot, 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 hot. Um, and the great thing about her is um, we can run her all day, and uh, just a little sweat under her eyes is about all you're going to see. And then where where her saddle was, obviously. So yeah, she's she definitely gets that endurance from the Arab the Arab side, um, and she gets a lot of a lot of heart speed and agility from the stock horse side she's a good blend of both she is a long lean leggy uh machine um and she's actually pretty cowy um we have cows here too and i have seen her pin her ears and go to work so but yeah i um i adore core abs if something ever happens to her i will be uh in the market for either a registered lippet morgan uh or another core ab so it, uh, yeah, it is, it is what it, uh, is what it is, folks. If you expect me to say something like quarter horse, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, might hurt your feelings. Uh, Mo asked, other than a Morgan, um, uh, and if money wasn't an option, 
Uh, would your dream horse be or look like? Hmm. What would my dream horse be or look like? I'm going to have to give you two answers here. Uh, because in my, my brain, I cannot disassociate. Um, and the reason I cannot disassociate um, is, is because I, I, I love, um, I love both of these, these horses. Um, I would love to have a dressage and illusion. Um, one of those that definitely money would not have to be an option type and illusions, um, in Western dressage. (sighs) Man, man, oh man, oh man. Yeah. Um, with that said, I would love to have a um, an appendix that was, you know, Stormcat Secretariat bred uh, with a dash for cash quarter horse. Yep, the the it's hard for me to to discern between those two. I can already tell you right now, the cheaper of those two would be the appendix. Definitely would be the appendix. Myers Dressage is in the chat, and I probably perked their interest when I said Western Dressage and Illusion. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, they. Oof. Uh, I'm just. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that. Uh, I'm that Andalusian right now. Um, light, light colored Andalusian. In dark old tack, lots of silver shows, you know, saddle type. Uh, yeah, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I just want the Andalusian. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be the Andalusian. And and there's another one. There's another one I will throw in there. Just um. There's another one in there that I will throw in there. Lusitano. Yeah. If I could not find the Andalusian I want, that would be that would be the second choice for Western Dressage. So, you know. There we go. I have a I have a whole like new love for that breed because of Glenn Stewart, the uh the clinician out of Canada and the work he does with those horses at Liberty. Holy cow, go look up Glenn Stewart right now and look at his uh, Liberty Lusitanos. That is his breed of choice, and he's a, he's a straight-up Canadian cowboy, and that is his breed. And um, holy criminy, I'm telling you. I get, I get to see Glenn with his horses, plus see him start colts at uh, Road to the Horse. Oh, man. I mean, it's oof. Oof, 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 oof. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron says, big, beautiful halter line. So I am, um, I am torn. I think I've had this conversation with Aaron before when it comes to halter horses. Um, I don't hate halter horses, um, but I like, uh, traditional AQHA halter. Um, when... You know what? What we saw back in the fifties uh, and sixties. To me, those those were gorgeous. Those were perfect horses. Um, these days, you know, some of them some of them kind of get out of hand. 
even you halter folks have to admit some of them kind of kind of get out of hand don't 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 lynch me look at that alicia is at a concert but decided to come on my live and be a part of the podcast at the same time what concert are you at inquiring minds want want to know what concert are you at because if it's anybody cool and you're in here you know with me i'm gonna be i'm gonna be mad like you know if you're your country jam who who's on stage right now tell us tell us who's on stage at country jam right now and i will tell you if you need to be here or need to be there because you know i i might be i might be upset with you in fact, I'm already upset with you that you chose chose me over over Country Jam. Because I will be... I'm not paying attention. Lord have mercy. But you're going to come pay attention to me. Me. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or, you know, take that as you. So, Beth says she's going to go see Aaron Watson next month. I have seen Aaron Watson twice. Um and met him once puts on an absolute banger of a show you you will thoroughly enjoy uh seeing aaron watson live so yeah aaron aaron puts on a aaron puts on a hell of a show so riley green puts on a hell of a show um i'm not a huge fan of justin moore but justin moore's live show um is a is a lot of fun cody johnson's live show is a a lot of fun. I'm not a huge um, Ryan Upchurch guy. I got kind of roped into going to a Ryan Upchurch show. Not going to lie, Ryan Upchurch puts on a super entertaining show. Um, I don't really care too much either way for, for him, but um, it's a uh, super entertaining show. So right now on my bucket list, I for country artists go, uh, I want to see Zach Bryan. I want to see Tyler Childers, and I uh, I want to see uh, Casey Donahue. So those are those are on my list. I'd love to see Pat Green. Um, also, I haven't I haven't ever got to see Pat Green live. Alicia says Lone Star is on the stage. If you miss Lone Star, for me, I'm going to be upset. Lone Star puts on a great show, or at least they did years ago. Um, what if you won the lotto tomorrow? If you could picture your dream barn, what would it look like? Uh, a giant, giant, giant barn dominium. Not, not even gonna lie. I want, like, house upstairs, barn downstairs. Uh, I don't know. 20 stalls. I don't know. I better not do that many stalls, because then I'll try to fill that many stalls with horses. And knowing me, they'll all be like hardship cases and plugs and that nobody else wants. So I'd, I'd just go broke. Like, my lotto money would be gone right there. So that probably wouldn't be a, a smart investment for me. So, But I always said that if I ever came into a large sum of money, I would start a therapeutic riding center. That's what I would do. Um, you know, um, for, you know, children with whatever afflictions... Um, you know, veterans with PTSD, all of that jazz. That's that's what I would want to do. Um, it'd be great. Most of should come be a ranch hand if I needed. You and about ninety other people have already like offered their services to uh, to come work there. So, yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of applications to go through. 
So, what is my most epic fail on a horse? Um, I've told this story a bunch. I made a video about this story. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, too. But I do not mind telling it again. My most epic fail is uh, was my stupidity. I had a mare who uh, wanted to act up that day. And um, we were out in an area in Aiken called Hitchcock Woods. And, uh, which is, uh, pretty much everyone's kind of favorite trail riding spot here. And we were having a good day. It was just me and another friend. And, uh, we had gotten way, way, way back in there. And I had stopped to, at the store over that day and I had bought, uh, a, a drink and a water and I had left them in their plastic bag and I had put them in my, uh, friend's saddlebag because I, I wasn't taking any saddlebags that day. And this this mare had never given me a problem. She was desensitized to death. Um, you know, she you could hang bags off of her. You know, smack her with pool noodles. It, 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 nothing bothered her, um, except for this day. She just come off the uh, come off the trailer, um, just spicy for some reason. And it was not like her. And, and instead of trying to figure out what was wrong with her at the time. I just uh, said, screw it, we're just going to ride, we'll work on it on the ride. And she had gotten um, she had gotten a little better as we rode. We were about an hour and a half into our ride, and she was starting to settle down. And I, I leaned over and I asked my friend, hey, could you hand me my drink out of your saddlebag? And she threw me my drink, and it was all still in the, the bag. And no sign from my horse of anything. She's just sitting there chilling. So I, I took the bag and I hung it over my saddle horn. And it laid across her neck. And when it laid across her neck, she bolted. And I'm I'm trying to one rein stop her. I'm literally trying to pull the bit through one side of her mouth and out the other. Uh, to get her head turned. To, to, to turn her inside. And uh, to get her to stop. And uh, she's not stopping. She's just, she has locked all that neck, all that big chlorab neck. And um, she's headed straight, straight for the trees. So I just made the decision that I'm just going to hop off. So I uh, I kick both feet out of the stirrups. I come up and I let her run out from under me, but I clip the, uh, the cantle of the saddle. And uh, when I do, I tumble and... I go head first right into a big root ball of uh, of oak roots, and um, I crumple a leg up. And I, I my leg was bothering me more than anything. My my head was pounding, um, but I you know I wasn't I wasn't worried about my head at the time. I was worried the fact that I had no stability and a leg had torn my ACL, and that's all I could think about. And like I'm dizzy, I'm throwing up. Um, and I, I don't know what's going on. I just know my leg hurts, and uh, I'm just hyper-focused on this leg hurting. And so I ended up being ponied out on my friend's horse uh, while she rode my, my mare out. And we get home. She, she helps me out the truck. She puts my horse up for me, and I just go sit on the steps, and I remember just passing out. And uh, on my house, my parents live on the same property. And um, I remember my dad coming over and, and waking me up I, I think he kicked me awake 
and was like, the hell's wrong with you? And I said, nothing. I said, my leg hurts. And um, I went a couple of days that way, nauseous, uh, not not having spells, not knowing where I was, um, you know, just all kind of stuff. And finally, I, I made a doctor's appointment. And the doctor's appointment was for my knee. And, uh, and I found out that um, there was soft tissue damage to my knee and all of that. And so my uh, nausea eventually went away. My, um, I, you know, but I started having other problems mentally that I never had, you know, anxiety, depression, um, you know, frequent headache, um, you know, walking into rooms and completely forgetting why I was there, um, you know, hyper fixating on things, um, you know, giving up on tasks and stuff like that, uh, stuff I had never had problems with. Well, fast forward uh, about four or five years later, I started having seizures, and I had never been diagnosed with epilepsy, had never had a seizure in my life. Uh, happened at work one morning early, and uh, I almost drowned in a mud puddle because of it. And ended up going to the hospital. They do all the scans and imaging and all like that. And they find that there is a scar uh, on my brain. And they start asking questions about everything that's uh, that's going on there. And, um, you know, one thing led to another. And after the conversation, we um, pretty much figured out that that was the only thing that uh, that could have caused it. So, long story short, if your uh, your head starts giving you problems, um, go go get that checked. Don't don't set on it like I did. So, I, I'm not sure anything really could have been done at the time, but yeah, it uh, kind of is what it is at this point. So Rebecca Myers asked, "Are you better now?" Well, um, no. Uh, not really. Um, you know, I I am on medication to keep uh, some of the symptoms at bay, but I'll be honest with you, some of their side effects are worse than um, the symptom of, of having uh, what's known as a traumatic brain injury, which is what I had. Um, and then, but... Eventually, and I didn't, I didn't mention this part. I was diagnosed with something called post-traumatic uh, epilepsy, and it comes from um, having head injuries, uh, usually from traumatic brain injuries. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things that uh, they 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 sort of understand, um, but the you know the brain is such a complex organ. They're finding new stuff out about the brain every day. Um, so, you know, treatments are still kind of, you know, they still, here's, here's what we know about brains and here's what we know about epilepsy. The fact that we still, uh, write prescriptions for drugs that were developed in like the sixties. So that's the development we have. If, if that tells you anything, um, one, they, they still write scripts for those drugs because they, they work. Um, the um, yeah, the other thing is is because there's there's not much more advancement. Um, I mean, compared to the 1960s to today, it's, it's a hell of a lot of advancement. Uh, but as far as uh, understanding, there's still 
you know, there's still a long ways to go. So, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm treated. Um, and yeah, I mean, so far, so far, so good. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, um, yeah, it affects me day to day. Uh, if you notice, like in my videos, I have a lot of cuts in my videos, and that's because I have to take information in in small chunks to be able to regurgitate that information. You know, I have friends that can read a whole paragraph, they can lock that in, and then spout it off, you know, almost verbatim. Um, I can't do that anymore. Um, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, that's, that that's a thing. So on that note, we're going to bring this episode to a close. I will keep the live up for uh, anybody who wants to hang out um, while I'm editing. And um, regardless, check out today's sponsors. Check out the uh, um, the Rancher podcast. Austin does a great job over there. I'm sure you've heard that ad. Um, Anchor by Spotify. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Head on over to anchor.fm today. They have everything you need right there. If you've got a smartphone, you've got a podcast-making machine. Um, also, Audible. You can head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash Ryan. Check for that link down in the description of this episode in the show notes. Um, you're going to get a free audio book on me. That's right, a free audio book on me. That is audibletrial.com forward slash Ryan. So without further ado, thank you for everybody that came to the live. Thank you to everybody who uh, asked questions, and thank you to everybody who is listening. I will catch you next time. <laughs>